0: Welcome to Thought Jar, a podcast run by high schoolers where guests share their unique perspectives on arts, education, society, and more. So I am Sally and I'll be your host for this episode. Welcome back after a new year. We are in 2022. So I have three special friends with me today. Hello, I'm Esther and
1: I am a ninth grader.
2: Hi, I'm Rebecca and I'm 15.
1: Hi, I'm Jasmine and I'm in 11th grade at 17 years old. And, of course, Esther doesn't want to reveal her age. Okay, so
0: today we are going to be discussing how different people interact with each other. And, of course, as teenagers, we're bringing in a very unique perspective. As we know, as people usually think, high school years are one of those periods where people are um, more worried about how they are perceived, whether they have poor social skills, and whether they can fit in with the people around them. So let's hear from our guests about who they think they are, personality and why and how they tackle social interaction. Let's get started by getting to know each other a little bit more. This question, do you guys identify yourselves as an introvert or an extrovert? What makes you think that?
1: Right, so I am very, very decidedly an introvert, um, meaning that I'd like to recharge alone. I do need a, very, um, a great amount of time by myself. Um, but I would like to qualify that statement a little bit by saying that I also love interacting with people. So I have those <laughs> two people <laughs> inside of me sometimes. Um, so yes, I am an introvert, but on the scale of introvert to extrovert, I would probably well be a little bit closer to the middle. Yeah, so not an absolute turtle in that sense.
2: Um, I'm an introvert with no socializing skills. Um, One of my friends even calls me a hermit because I'm the weird teenager at a party who just sits in a corner and only talks with their friends because strangers are very, very scary. And um, I definitely feel very tired around people after being with them for a while. And I do prefer spending time alone than with others.
0: Well, I guess I can be both extrovert and introvert. It depends who I am with. Like, for example, if I am with some people who I'm really familiar with, then I'll be really, really outgoing. But then if I am with someone that I am not really familiar with, then I'll probably be very nervous or like very um, introvert. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you guys for being honest. I think I <laughs> very much relate with Rebecca in the sense of what she's talking about, like being tired with people. Um, but it, it's actually truly a difficult question and with the matter of introvert-extrovert because, you know, sometimes you don't feel very introverted. Sometimes you don't feel very extroverted, so I also understand that. Um, So let's jump right into the topic of friends. And before we begin that as well, I just want to get to know you guys a little bit more. Um, Do you guys have a large group of friends with less emphasis on strong ties, or do you usually have a smaller group of friends and you really emphasize strong
1: relationships? I would describe my friend circle as an atom. I have this nucleus of Two friends, exactly two friends, um, and then I have this outer ring of friends, whom I love being with, and whom I'm not that familiar with, and whom I like to talk to, whom I say good morning to. But yes, and and they're they're just they're on the periphery of my consciousness most of the times.
2: I would say I don't have a lot of friends, which means I usually have strong ties with them, and I find it hard to to be friends with a lot of people. So yeah
0: that's very helpful for for me to know okay so jasmine and rebecca both are people with smaller group of friends what about you esther i guess i'll probably like i have a large group of friends i have three types of group of friends which is like in school and online and um church friends mm-hmm. yeah who i normally spend a whole sunday with them so you're definitely a type of person who can maintain more connections, all right? What brought you and your
1: friends together, would you say? Okay, simply put, we were in the same place at the same time at the same age together. <laughs> that is. So you can call it chance or you can f- call it fate. I prefer to call it fate. Um, so the two friends I have um, mentioned before, we met in primary school. And then after... Yes, after we quit from that school, we went to another school together. So it's been quite a few years, but there was really, at first anyway, there was no outstanding interests or personality traits that drew us together. We were just friends, just like that, yeah. Location is extremely
0: important. Exactly, I think I've read it somewhere that says that. Although it's not like you can't control it exactly, so you can like, if you want to be friends with a certain type of people, then you just should sit closer to them. Then you have a higher chance of being friends with them. So geography and distance is something that actually matters. Yeah.
2: So for me, it's mainly school and, and sometimes mutual friends and similar interests. But actually, my current closest friend is the daughter of my parents' friend. So that's also how we got to know each other.
0: I think what really brought me and my friends together Um, is our common hobbies like for example I have really close friends yeah and we just have the same like literally we have the same favorite brand of clothes and shoes and um, maybe even a car brand Mm -hmm. yeah I think what really brought me and my friends together is our common hobbies Cool answer, Esther. Uh, I think you have a different type of method of making friends. So you will reach out to people who have the same hobbies. Um, and maybe it's because also your hobby has more people who has the same hobbies around you, right? Alright, so how do you prefer to bond with your friends? And maybe if you think there is also what type of activity is most effective
1: in deepening friendships? Chatting, for one thing, Um, one of the things I most love to do with my friends is chatting together. We chat chat about ridiculous things and sometimes really serious topics as well, about school, about studies, about life goals and college dreams and all of that. Um, So besides chatting, though, I think chatting is a bit intimidating for making friends because you don't have all that much to talk about at first, maybe. So one of the other methods I like to make friends um, using is to do activities with them together, something that you need to use your hands and not just use your lips, just keep talking. Like you can, um, I like, for instance, to do baking together and maybe taking photos together. I think, yeah, just common hobbies or activities that you can share. I find that those lead to conversations pretty easily. Yeah.
2: So I mainly talk with my friends because most of them are online. But um, so we have a lot of conversations about topics ranging from really weird and funny ones to serious ones. And sometimes we also talk about school and homework.
0: We will go hang out together or maybe probably if it's school necessary, we will go to library and have self-studies. And yeah, just chatting mostly. So it looks like it's always conversation, but we kind of have to do some other things to be able to converse on that level as well. So that's that's some really great ideas out there already. So uh, do you often find yourselves being with fixed sets of people um maybe esther since you have more friends that might not be the case but like do you guys find yourself doing that and what might be some
1: good sides of that what might be some downsides of that just based on what i said about my atomic model of friends yes i have a very very fixed set set of friends um so besides those friends i've been with throughout multiple schools um It's usually just my classmates, and they remain more or less the same. Some people come and go, but it's, yeah, basically the same people for years now. Um, The upside is that, well, with my close friends, I can, over the years I have built up, we have built up a whole library of inside jokes and traditions and stuff like that that we can pull out and enjoy anytime, and it's great, I love it. Um, The downside is that as I've heard or seen or read somewhere by someone I can't even remember where I saw this but um, you get most of your inspiration and new ideas from people you don't really know like from classmates you're not very familiar with or strangers you've just met so by associating with a fixed set of people I do feel like I'm I'm missing out on some chances to expand my horizon that would be a downside of that
2: Yes, I definitely spend a lot of time with a fix of friends. And they are basically just people that I know pretty well and feel comfortable around. And uh, as Jasmine has said, the upside of that is um, you have lots of inside jokes with them. <laughs> you can talk about a lot of things. And over time, you have gotten to know them better and build deeper relationships. But the downside is that you maybe will feel content with the people you have around you currently and you don't feel like you need to or want to get to know new people. Yeah, exactly. And for
0: us introvert it's just,
2: why is it necessary to have so
0: many friends? <laughs> and when you sort of get to the friend level, am I really friends with that person? Like, I, I feel like I'm asking myself that question because I don't really know. <laughs> okay, so that actually brings us to our next question. Um, when do you feel like someone has gotten to the level
1: of friend? What is your definition of friend? whoa um so yes that is a really really difficult question if i can just talk to you guys about my thought process for this question a bit um when i was brainstorming my answer i thought of defining friend as someone i'm comfortable around but then i thought of all those people whom i admire and i trust and whom i really want to call my friend but i'm not entirely comfortable around them i want to act well, I want to live up to their expectations, so I'm not all that comfortable. And then I thought of friend as being someone whom I can tell everything to, you know, like in movies and in books, we just lay on our beds and pour out our hearts to each other. But that sort of thing well, doesn't really happen for me in reality, because you don't even well, I, I don't e- even tell all my things to my parents, and I'm sure not every teenager do either. <laughs> so... So yeah, so in the end, I think a friend for me is just someone first who is my equal, not in the sense that we have equal power over each other, but in the sense that um, we can exchange thoughts. There is an equal exchange of maybe affection, um, of thoughts, of insight, um, and When we do exchange these things, we're not afraid of being judged as by a teacher or a higher authority. Um, And the second part is, this is more straightforward, really. A friend is just someone whom I want to keep in my life, whom I am glad to have in my life. Yeah, that would be my simple basic definition of friend. I
0: love that. That is an amazing definition. I think my friends definitely... Uh, fit your definition Though I feel like of course for different personalities maybe we define friends differently because we need different kind of people in our lives so let's hear from you guys um, a friend which is a person who really helps and supports you and um, will willing to comfort you when you are undergro- undergoing um, some hardships and is willing to spend time with you if you really want to talk to them
2: So my definition is very short and subjective because it entirely depends on myself. So it is someone who I personally like, trust, and don't get tired talking to.
0: I like that. A bit of a jump here, okay? So um, how is making friends different now compared to when you were young? Maybe when we were young, we had different definitions of friendship. I feel like when I was young, it was like, today, the two of us are BFFs. The next day, the other two people are BFFs and I'm no longer within that circle. And so what the heck is a BFF? Like, I I still don't know right now. But yeah, what do you guys think? How
1: is it different now that we are older and more sophisticated, hopefully? Oh man, that that just hits so hard. When I was, I don't know. Five, six. I had a different BFF every day. It feels like, and then and then this person who is my BFF on Monday is my sworn enemy on Tuesday. Um. And yes. And now I cynically believe there is no such thing as a BFF. But over. Um. Yes. Let's skip that for now. So when I was young, I was the most extroverted, overconfident kid you ever saw. And somehow friendship back then, maybe because I know. You know, I'm viewing it from the filter of memory and all that and time. So it may not be accurate, but I felt like making friends when I was young was really simple. It's like me, a few girls happened to be in the same room and let's play house. I'll be the princess, you'll be the dragon, whatever. And then, and then 15 minutes later, we're great friends just because we played a game like that. But when I'm older, well... For one thing, there is more restraint. When I'm talking to people, I feel more of this awkwardness, this embarrassment. I think it has something to do with, you know, how we developed physically and how our minds changed um, and deepen as we grow up. Um, and so besides this initial restraint, I also think about like, what do I talk with this person? What do we have in common? So I think about this more and perhaps my definition of friend is narrowing down to so. Yeah, I would say overall it's gotten slightly harder to make friends as I grow older. But the upside of this might be that the friends I make are deeper, are more thoughtful. Yeah, I definitely agree with that.
2: It was definitely easier for me to make friends when I was younger because younger kids don't tend to overthink when they're trying to make friends and they are pretty honest. But now I consider a lot when I'm making friends, like I overthink a lot. And also now it's really hard for me to make friends with the opposite gender because things can get awkward very fast. But when I was younger, I I had some guy friends.
0: Exactly. I so relate. Yeah, so I am very relatable in two of you and then um i think right now i am definitely braver in making friends compared to when i was very young like before um i wouldn't dare to just go go to a stranger and um say hello can we be friends but instead i will just ask my dad to help me and to tell um, to tell that girl saying, um, hey, can my daughter be your friend or something like that? Yeah, but right now, I will just go straight forward to that person and say, hey, hello, what's up? How are you? How old are you? Yeah, and what grade are you in? Yeah, so start f- starting from simple questions might be more easier for me right now to make friends. How did you actually transition from being what you said earlier to now being braver and understanding how to make friends. Was it out of experience or did somebody give you some good advice? I guess just my personality changed. Like before I am kind of like introvert, but right now I'm very extrovert, considered often extrovert. It's cool. I think we sort of don't understand ourselves very much when we were younger. One last question about friendship. Right now, we have more possibilities of maintaining friendship just because we have the internet. Um, but then I guess it will be different to maintain relationships through texting and always video calling. How do you think um, maintaining friends online versus in person is different? And are like friends online still the same depth of friends you have in person?
1: So I might not be the best person to speak on this because I have next to zero internet friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think just generally speaking, making friends in person is easier for me because I can, I can tell more about what they're feeling, what they're thinking from their facial expression and body language, and I can't do that really on the internet.
0: I'd say online friendships are definitely different, a different kind of friend relationship. Yeah, but they don't necessarily make them lower quality than person friendships like um there are a lot of pros and cons for example um we can get to know a lot of people who came from different countries learning about their culture and lifestyles like for example i have a friend from florida and then another friend from new york and another friend from california so yeah and diverse um diverse culture and definitely um, it is more beneficial for me, I think, yeah. And there are also some cons, like, yeah, the bad sides of the online friendship. Like, for example, the lack of body language, they really can lead to misunderstanding because um, sometimes you won't get to able to um, know what, they're thinking or know how exactly they are um expressing
2: i actually think getting to know people online is easier than in real life because first i am way less introverted online um but after you get to know the person maintaining the relationship online is hard because you need to talk a lot with them to actually form a bond and also you um, people can lie easier online, so maybe you don't know their real <laughs> intentions. And as Esther said, there's no body language, and that is pretty important sometimes when communicating. Um, so then it's harder to get to know people in real life, but it's easier to maintain their the relationship because... Sometimes you don't need to talk to that person a lot one day, but you still know that they're your friend. So, yeah.
0: Excellent replies. I feel like some relationships are maintained, yeah, because you always meet that person and you you kind of see things that are not not that important or have experiences like that. And then you want to maintain that online. You just find yourself sort of just sending a photo that's not really important just to show them, like, let's connect, right? So I'm just going to send this and see what they say and they give me a smiley face so we have connected. And like once this month good okay so it kind of feels like that because you sort of have to actively throw out something that's not very important just to connect with them once whereas when you're in person you know well maybe you just accidentally drop the drink and then you connect over having to joke about that right so it kind of happens
1: if i can just insert a question real quick do you guys have any tips for making or maintaining friends on the internet Vice for baby internet users like me <laughs>
0: i don't think i have made any friends online it's always maintaining for me at least maintaining friends online the important thing is to be able to respond to messages um rather fast i think that's important for me at least
2: i think as i said before that you need to talk a lot with them and you have to be willing to share things with them and try to be enthusiastic like maybe respond fast to show that you're interested in making friends with them I think that helps yes definitely and um, maybe you
0: can try to ask them how they have been doing or maybe you can um, gather a study group with them
1: Thank you. I am enlightened and
0: encouraged. <laughs> I
1: am also enlightened and
0: encouraged. Okay, all right. So actually, let's go out of the boundary of friendships and talk about a little bit about people in general. How difficult do you find it to talk to somebody you don't really know? And what do you do or say to make conversation usually?
1: So this kind of depends on the situation for me. It's like the first day of school, and there's a girl I've never met before. I don't find it all that hard to talk to her because I know we're going to be classmates for an entire year anyway, why not start early, you know? But <laughs> if it's like in a, um, I'm thrown into the study group and I've never met anyone there before, it's, yeah, it's a lot harder to make conversation and it's the hardest in pu- public areas, like the library, like in a park. I've never actually done that. Mm-hmm. And to make conversation, Um, If they're doing something weird, I might say, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, That might be a quick way to start a conversation. Um, Otherwise, you know, the the basic, what's your name? Um, You know, self-intros and then mostly about what they are doing at that moment because it's a not very intrusive way to get to know them more.
2: I think it's very difficult for me because I'm an introvert who has no socializing skills, as I, as I have said. And I once saw a meme that is very relatable for me. It was like, how do introverts make friends? And there are two options. The first one is they don't. And the second one is an extrovert finds them and adopts them and makes them their friend. And <laughs> that is usually what happens to me. So like, I don't initiate, but if someone wants to come and talk to me, I will maintain a conversation with them.
0: I am mostly never the initiator either,
2: okay? If you don't say
0: hi to me, I'm not going to say hi to you, okay? Like, why? All right. Okay, so I am definitely the opposite of you guys. Mm-hmm. So um, it is definitely not really difficult to me um, if I really want to talk to someone that I'm not um, familiar with. Um, maybe... Like, for example, in the first day of school, I would just go to that person and say hi or ask some simple questions. Yeah, as I said before. Actually, Esther, do you feel like um, it's easy to talk to anybody, um, no matter the age? Or is it like like for me, I feel like if the person is younger, I, I, I can talk to that person. But if that person's older, I am less inclined to do so. What about you? yeah same so I guess we do interact differently with different people let's let's talk about that a little bit okay do you find yourself acting differently with different people I felt like I can change faces with different people like I feel like the way I talk
1: changed like I can take on a whole different personality when I'm with other people it's true I can so verify this Um, So again, take this with a grain of salt, but I believe that there um, is a phenomenon where people unconsciously imitate the behavior, the mannerism, the habits of speech of the other person. And this is actually a pretty quick way to gain approval. And because the other person feels like, oh, you're like me, Um, we share a common belief, whether that's true or not. So, So yes, it does happen and it can be pretty helpful. If I had to give an example... Say with an extroverted person, I may become like more extroverted. I would throw out questions more often and I would try to um, read between their lines to find out what they like. (laughs) This is starting to sound kind of weird. But (laughs) say if they like music, then I go, oh, what songs do you like? If they like drawing, then I say, oh, do you draw often? What kind of art do you do?
0: Actually, I think from what you said, I feel a little better in terms of, well, maybe it's not a bad thing that we act differently with different people. Actually, I think I've also read something similar where it says, one tip with making friends is that you observe how the other person... Interacts with you and you mirror them and you try to mimic that. So that's actually a tip that we can um, incorporate.
2: Yeah, I definitely interact differently with different people. Sometimes it's like I'm changing masks, like the way I act and my attitude sometimes. Um, for example, I am usually very crazy and hyper with my very close friends, but I act very quiet around strangers and acquaintances and I try not to be so weird around them.
0: Yeah, very
2: relatable. And um, one thing I also want to point out is that
0: probably, um, I so for me, I act really different from like to my parents and to my friends. Like for example, if I am with my friends, I'll be really patient waiting for them and then saying, oh, it's okay, take your time. But then if I'm with my mom, for example, yeah, I will be like, hey, could you please faster, faster la? (laughs) That's
1: really cool. (laughs) Sorry, I'm stealing your line here, sadly. (laughs) But but what you guys just said made me think of another point of view. Maybe what we behave um, kind of it's also affected by what the other person expects of us. Say, if I'm interacting with an older student who v- views me as this introverted young girl, I might just act like an introverted young girl and be really dependent and helpless, or maybe not all that helpless, but if I'm with a younger student who looks up to me to be um, you know, in control and authoritative and positive, I will become that kind of an image. That is a really great point, I do agree
0: with that. Okay, so let us end this very wonderful episode with a nice little quote. Friends come and go like the waves of the ocean, but the true ones stay like an octopus on your face. This is a quote from anonymous person, okay? What do you guys think about this quote? And I'm also going to give you an optional question, which is, do
1: you have a favorite friendship quote? Um, at the risk of offending my true friends, quote-unquote, I will say that I do agree. <laughs> so yes you all my friends out there just know that i do not regard you in any way as an octopus on my face but i do agree with this quote in the sense that because i am not a very explorative person and i am not all that good at maintaining remote relationships if if you walk out of my sight for more than a month you kind of walk out of my life Uh, so in that sense yes friends are kind of they go pretty fast for me. My ambition is to get better at maintaining friendships. Yeah, that would be my life goal, I would say. <laughs> and as for a favorite friendship quote, I did read of this passage from a book by Lucy um, Maud Montgomery. She's the author of Anne of Green Gables and several other books. I can't remember the exact words, but she says something like, there's a kind of friend whom you can just sit in silence with. Yeah, that is one of the heights of friendship. And I have experienced that several times. You don't have to talk about insightful things. You don't have to be really witty or really funny. There's just, if you can find someone you can sit in silence with and not feel awkward, you've got a true friend. I would really like to search out that quote. That
0: is an amazing quote. I think I totally agree. Um, so I would half agree and half disagree with this quote. The first part I agree and the second I disagree. So like for example, the first one, friends come and go like the waves of the ocean. Like once when um, I met a friend in the kindergarten, yeah, when I was four or five years old, we actually became pretty close friends and um, we actually promised each other to be friends forever. But then um, when that person transferred to another school and yeah, and I went to another Christian school and we just never um, talked to each other and we never met each other as well. And for the second part of this quote, um, but the true ones stay like an octopus on your face. um, I'd say really friendship will never last forever, Um, only if it's a brother and sister in Christ, yeah. But I guess it also
2: still depends. I think that's pretty insightful, yeah. I don't really agree because both friends and true friends can leave and just because a true friend leaves you it doesn't mean that they weren't true to you but maybe it's because something happened in your life or their life and you just kind of became more and more distant from each other and so they kind of left but maybe not intentionally most times
0: yeah that's really cool i think when we were little we were always let's shake on it we're friends forever right now i guess The concept of forever isn't that important to us anymore. I think we have grown in our understanding of friendship. Different faces of our life, we need different people, and we are blessed with different people, so we should just take this opportunity, right? All right, then, thank you guys so much for a great episode. You guys were very insightful for this, and... Thank
2: you for listening! (laughs)